Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Anybody who doesn't know me, my name is Tara. I hail from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm a spiritual life and embodiment coach, a quantum facilitator, and a dream oracle. And that oracle was actually given to me by an incredible mentor of mine. And I've decided for the next six to eight weeks, I'm going to deliver you a mini masterclass on dreams. And I'm going to do this because this is truly my wheelhouse of genius. And I know a lot of you are probably going to say, well, what is a dream oracle? Tara, and I'm going to get there in a moment, but I do want to start off with one of my most favorite quotes. Though we appear to be sleeping, there is this inner wakefulness that directs the dream that will eventually startle us back to the truth of who we are. And that, if anybody doesn't know, is the incredible Rumi. So what is a dream oracle? I'm sure most of you are like, what the heck is that? So a dream oracle is somebody who helps their clients to see themselves at their very core. Their desires, their needs, their fear, uh, fears, sorry, their capabilities in such a way that it frees them from all the baggage and all the chaos in our waking state. See, you have a much more balanced view of what's going on in your life when you dream. A dream is like energy that is taken state. And remember this, you can write it down, you can put it on a mirror, put it in a book, put it on a t-shirt. The dreamer is always dreaming of the dreamer. See, our unconscious does this incredible, amazing little thing where it wraps up symbols and visions and colors, and it knows that you can relate to it. And so it gives it to you in your dreamscapes so that you can understand what you are supposed to focus on. We call them whispers, keys, but the potential of dreams and the possibility of everything to create is found in these dreamscapes. You are the creator. And so for the last 25 years, I've been studying enthralled in the world of dreams and I bought my first book at 15. I'm going to spread out all of this gold over the next coming weeks and we'll discuss the science of it, the interpretations and all the greatness within and I know many of you love the segments where we talk about success and power and money and wealth but this actually ties into all of it. I can guarantee you, I promise you and I will deliver that to you. 
So I believe our waking state and our dream state actually coexist. And often we just wake up in the morning and we wave it off and we say, oh, it's just a dream, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. You jump out of bed, you grab your phone, you scroll through Instagram, you're looking at highlights, you're checking emails, you brush your teeth, you run downstairs, you chug a cup of coffee, and you just wave your dream off. And it's sad because I have learned through years of studying this that there's so much gold in our dreams. And I'm a fond believer that 90% is already written for us. Our story is already written for us, the potential, the possibilities, and it requires 10% of action. And although there's a lot required in that 10%, it just takes you to walk in courage and to do it. And we pull that action and all those signals, the instructions, we pull them out from our dreams. And in our dreams, I believe that 70% of everything that we are seeing, the visions, the symbols, the people, the colors, the animals, the context of the dream are the whispers. And the 30% is the brain working out its problem and doing its job. I've been a dreamer since I was a child. Prophetic dreams started me actually on my journey into DreamWorks. And I could never tell my parents because I would tell my parents really, really young and they would think I was crazy. And the longer that I kept going through this journey and keeping journal after journal after journal, I realized, hey, there's something in this. Why is nobody really talking about this? And so I started researching and I've read every article, publication, book written by Carl Jung. And then I became super obsessed with it. And, you know, I think we are way more, guys, than our five senses. We are made way more than what we've been taught in schools. And I think we are kind of, we've confined ourselves to these senses. And at the very core, we truly know who we are. Tamara did an amazing segment this morning about intuition and magic. And we have all of that within us, way beyond our five senses. And so I really do want to take this time and let's go through some amazing things about dreams. I am going to talk fast, but I will, I have notes in the background. If anybody wants them after the segment, please DM me and I will definitely shoot them over to you. So dreams to me are like these enchanting, like magical doorways into our minds. They show us, they kind of disclose to us all the hidden and intimate desires that we have, our feelings, our needs, and even our fears. And I know that sometimes our dreams can be volatile. They can be bizarre, playful, shameful. Uh, imaginative, kind of like this whimsical dance of expression. And there are those that leave us terror-stricken when we wake and when we are desperately trying to piece together what just happened so we can make sense of it all. We run to those A to Z dream dictionaries, which don't work, by the way, but we'll get to that after. See, our dreamscapes are these planes of metaphors and symbols and allegories, and it's this wealthy environment of personal meaning and of great significance. And they are the vital teachers who are in place, much like a mentor is, who are here to specifically show us what we truly, truly are at the core and what we need to do to learn, to grow, to expand. They walk along the path of self-discovery with us. And our dreams hold so many keys to unlock so many doors of opportunity and unlimited potential, the possibility of creation. Dreams are fascinating to me. So let me start off by sharing some of the most incredible facts about dreams. Maybe some of you guys know these, some of, maybe some of them you don't, um, but these are things that are backed up through science and research. So I'm gonna start off by telling you, this one's kind of funny, you can't snore while you dream. The average person has about 1,460 dreams a year. Most of us dream every 90 minutes. And the longest dream, which is usually 
30 to 45 minutes actually occurs in the morning. Dreams of losing teeth or having teeth extracted can actually signify many things, including fears of helplessness or some sort of loss in one's life. It can also symbolize pregnancy. Dreams of dirty water may signal that the unconscious mind is telling you that the dreamer is not healthy. Finding oneself in a cemetery during a dream may indicate sadness or unresolved grief. Chocolate in a dream may symbolize that the dreamer feels the need to be rewarded and deserves some kind of special treatment. Cakes in dreams can signify a time to rejoice at one's accomplishments, their achievements, or celebrate a new relationship, or maybe even something like a work effort, something about success. Standing on a cliff in a dream can represent that one has a broad view of something or that the dreamer feels like he or she is living on the edge and is afraid of failure. Large bodies of water often symbolize the unconscious. So dreams of drowning may indicate being overwhelmed by the unconscious, maybe even repressed issues. Drowning can also symbolize that the dreamer is entering a new stage of development and that the old self is actually dying. Colors in dreams can be interpreted only in the context of the dreamer's relationship to that color. For example, the color red may be experienced as love or sex for one person. It can be for another one, a symbol of destruction or of blood or of death. Feet in dreams can symbolize everything from sex to humiliation. They can take, sorry, they can also take on the representation of freedom or a foundation. A house in a dream is often a symbol actually of our own body. So for example, a mansion in a dream will represent a rich or even exaggerated sense of self. A mansion might also represent our future potential. Forests, like water, are often symbols of the unconscious. Traveling into a forest indicates exploration of the unconscious realm, or it represents a comforting refuge from the demands of our everyday waking life. And being naked, this one is a very popular one. Being naked in a dream suggests exposure of self to other people. It's being vulnerable or being ashamed. Alternatively, it can also represent a desire for freedom. If you look at all of these facts, and this is only a quarter of them, actually, you know what, I'm going to give you a couple cool ones. Warning dreams. And the reason why I'm going to give this to you is because sometimes I think we take our dreams way too far and we miss the keys. And I'm going to give you ones that I think are the most popular, actually. I'm going to talk about warning dreams. Dreams are symbolic in nature and strange dreams actually can give you clues to what's going on in your waking life. And most of these warning dreams, we look at them as when we are in a car. This one is super, super uh, popular. You're in a car, you've lost control, you're hitting the brakes, the car's not stopping. You're hitting the gas and you're not going. This is not a warning of an accident or a loss of life. It is actually a symbol of you not being in control of your life. When men dream, here's an like amazing statistic, men and women are so very different. So did you know that when men dream, they're outside more than women in their dreams? Men also dream about six times more than women do. And male nightmares show more aggression, more, ten more aggressive tendencies, such as getting into fights. Whereas women, women often dream that they're inside of a house or they were, are with other people. They're always surrounded with other people. Nightmares can include getting chased, losing a loved one and winding up lost. A lot of us have precognitive dreams. I've been having them actually since I was little. And from time to time, dreamers dream about the future. These types of dreams are called precognitive dreams. 
The most famous case of this type of dream is when Abraham Lincoln saw his own death three days before it actually happened. The duration of dreams is different. Dreams last a certain amount of time depending on what part of the night you are sleeping, and shorter dreams take place after you first fall asleep. You dream for up to 45 minutes the closer that you come to your waking state. If you are dreaming about falling, this happens usually at the beginning of the night. The sleep cycle is known as stage one. Dreamers sometimes dream about falling when they wake up sudden and they do that jerking motion. Oftentimes, falling tends to refer to someone who feels completely out of control with their life. Now, I don't know if anybody knows any of those facts, if they've ever heard any of those facts, but to me, that fascinates the crap out of me. And so if you want to be inspired just a little bit more, I'm going to carry on this series for six weeks. So I'm going to take it a little bit slow because there's a lot of big words. There's a lot of science and all of this, but there's also this whole other element that I am obsessed with and it's the magic of it. And, you know, if you want to get inspired just a little bit more and you want to ante up the game where I challenge you to dabble in your dreamscapes, some of the world's greatest scientists, visionaries, thinkers on our planet, some of the greatest thought leaders of all time, actually, in history, who are really no greater or more important than us. They're just ordinary people. They just have to learn to tap into the power of dreams. And they had a love and understanding for it. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And I think because of this, it shaped their world and the world that we know through their contributions to science, to art, to politics, technology, and of course, to spirituality. And if you ever interviewed any of these people, if you've ever read any of their books or their articles, they always said their greatest success came because they were able to carry the wisdom, those keys, the whispers, and all of the goodness from their dreams, and they pulled it into their waking state. Some of these people are people that we know very, very well. The founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson, right, and John Adams, they attributed their philosophy contained within the Declaration of Independence to their dreams. The sewing machine came through a dream. Albert Einstein, the theory of relativity, that came to him through a dream when he was a young boy. There's people like Dr. Frederick Banting, who discovered insulin, by the way, and he won a Nobel Prize. That came through a dream. There's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein that was inspired in a dream. It was actually more of a nightmare, but she turned it into a beautiful book, a beautiful movie. A dream led Odo Louis, a Nobel Prize. He's a huge contributor to medicine in our world. There's so many people, I can't think of them all. There's Wagner, uh, there's Beethoven. Paul McCartney actually is another huge one. He praised his dreams and his multi-platinum song yesterday to dreams. And even the movie Avatar was dreamed in vivid detail by James Cameron. The Twilight series, all the ladies know that one. That was actually dreamed by the stay-at-home mom, Stephanie Meyer. And the list goes on and on and on. I happen to learn how to tap into my dreams from people that know me really, really well on the stage and know my story. I did win the lottery. And I won the lottery because I paid attention to those whispers in my dream. And then I used what people would like to call manifestation. 
I prefer allowing, but I did win the lottery. So I hope that inspires you a little bit. And I think over the next, we don't have a lot of time and this is a huge subject guys, but I promise you, if you stay with me for the next six weeks, especially, I'm going to teach you how to take these whispers out. I'm going to teach you how to recall and remember your dreams because we all do dream. The hardest part is recalling them. And I think that's where most people stumble, but I know how to do it. And I know that it works because I watch my clients do it. And when you learn how to recall and you learn how to use free association and you learn how to connect everything that you just bear witness to in your dream, then you can put it into action. Whether it's success, maybe you're writing a book, maybe you're looking for an opportunity. And once you do that, guys, life is so, so different. That I can guarantee and promise you. The one thing I will say is if you have one of those A to Z dream dictionaries at home, throw them away. Because we are the creator. There is nobody else. And we are so uniquely designed. We are so different. And although our journeys might be similar, they might parallel one another. It is, it is uniquely designed just for you. And what you see, I mean, me and Princeton, me and Lolita, we can all look at the exact same thing and we will come up with a different definition. And that's so beautiful in so many ways. So throw those books out because that was somebody else's interpretation. And that is not to say that there's this universal collection of certain interpretations that seem to carry the same definition across the planet. But sometimes I think if you're looking at the whole dream in its entire context, it doesn't usually match what's in those dream dictionaries. So I'm going to open it up because I run a room every Wednesday. It is hot as heck in that room. We talk about higher self, we talk about shadow work, and we talk about dreams. And it runs for like three hours. So I know people are going to have questions. People want to know more. So I love the interactiveness of this stage. So if anybody has questions, this is the time. We got 10 minutes. Breakfast with Champions always stays on time. So let's be respectful. Anybody have questions? I, I, this is Princeton speaking. Tara, number one. I want to say thank you for bringing this to the forefront and actually talking about it because people don't realize my daughter will probably start talking about right now, right now. but um, people don't realize, again, we always say, you know, we're spiritual beings having human experiences, but we don't often own the fact that we are infinitely connected to the infinite and it's always communicating. It's always speaking to us, you know, and these things that we have designed or defined as dreams, you know, and sometimes we call it woo-woo or whatever because we get, people only know what, they know what they've been taught to know in most cases, but it's really different ways of the spirit, the divine communicating to us and we have to own it. And I know I used to be super religious, you know, I pastored for five years and got my bachelor's in biblical studies, but it was when I started studying biblical studies in Eastern religion that a lot of the stuff you find, even in the Bible, they talk about dreams, they talk about visions, they talk about seeing things that are to come you know, and how many times do we read it and not apply it to ourselves? So I just want to honor you and thank you for bringing this into the conversation because there's so much that people are missing and you're, you've helped so many people to unlock their potential, unlock their power, and also to be able to see what's happening and how to respond to it. And so I just want to honor you and that's really all I have. Thank you, Tara. I've enjoyed this. Aw, you're so sweet, Princeton. I've known Princeton guys since like the beginning of this app. This is like my little soul brother. I like to call him Lord. He knows that. But I love what you said because, you know, this all ties in so greatly to the day, um, the day's segments. The segments have been so amazing. And I, I often think of Tamra's 
because intuition and dreams all it's all these massive little facets they're like layers of things and dreams is one of them and we are taught really really young i mean let's go in reverse for one second just for a moment bear with me we all know we've come to learn learn and understand through lots of science through psychology that most of what we learn from the ages of zero to seven has really come from what we've watched and what we've seen and what we've listened and what we've done is that we have listened to other people rather to our rather than our self sorry and i think that is so sad because in the simplest of explanation we've kind of been brainwashed right indoctrined and we've been instilled with this notion that all the answers are found outside and you know outside of ourselves whether it be religion or educational institutions family friends um authority or even the media movies books and we've cultivated you know um we've we've kind of been cultivated in a sense that we discount and disregard our very own thoughts our intentions our discernment our intuition and all the magic the glory that God has put in us, like it is infinite. And so I think what happens is when we do that, even sometimes like common sense, we don't use it or we don't even second guess anything. And, you know, it is through psychology and science and through religion and biblical studies that you're talking about that we realize, wow, there is something to be said about dreams. Like, I do firmly believe that your waking state and dream state coexist, and we never hear about it. How come we don't ever hear about it? And it's a shame. So I do want to, I really look forward to the next six weeks, because I'm going to dump some stuff on you. I'm going to try not to hit you with the big words, but if you could master this, and I speak from experience, guys, I don't have to really work a day in my life, and I don't tell you that to wow you or inspire you, but I've learned to listen put it into the action and it's given me the opportunity. It's afforded me the life that I have where I can use my wealth and my knowledge to help other people and impact other people. And I've always said the purpose of life is actually not to be joyful and happy is to be in service. It's to walk in compassion and empathy and help other people along the way. So I love you so much, Princeton. Anybody else? Oh, go ahead, sweetheart. Oh, I was just saying, I love you too, dear. Oh, all right, guys, we got six minutes. Anybody? I have, I have something. This is Lolita. Awesome segment, Sarah. Thank you. Um, um, listen, no worries. Um, I have a question, and apologies if you've already answered this. My, my Wi-Fi has been acting crazy. But here's my question. What if we wake up with this amazing dream? What do you encourage people to do with that right away? Do you encourage people to write? Do you encourage people to speak aloud? What would you encourage someone to do in the moment that they open their eyes and they can remember something so vividly? Sorry, that is like the perfect question. Um, it's a long answer, but I'll give you the short version. So I get people to use a dream journal, even a pad of paper, guys. Um, and it's to really sit still in the moment. Don't run to the phone. Don't look through Instagram. Just kind of sit there. Sit in that pause, Lolita. Kind of pull yourself into your waking state slowly. And I use something called free association. And free association is is easy and it's like as simple as making a cup of coffee all you need is a paper and pen but however in order for it to be effective you need to keep certain things in mind i'll cover that next week but what you really want to do is start writing down words that come to the forefront of your thought right away and don't give it any interpretation this is how i'm going to teach people to recall it's part of the stages of recalling so just write down words even if they make no sense to you and you can't find any connection and then i want you to go about your day 
do your thing, answer your emails, do all that stuff. And then I want you to come back at some point during the day. And then that's where you can start to make the connections. If you start to try and attempt to do that in the morning, um, we're not really in that wake state. We haven't really woken up fully and we won't be able to make the connections as powerfully, if that makes any sense. A lot of people will write down their dream as they remember it into a dream journal, but it still doesn't help them decipher the whispers and pull the whispers out in the meaning. It's the free association. It's just the words. So for example, if um, uh, I'll give you an example. So if I was dreaming about being um, chased to the edge of a cliff, I might use free association words such as like fear of failure or hiding from something or threat or demanding parents respond, stress, loss, scared, um, what else? Fed up, walking on eggshells with not any interpretation whatsoever. I just free associate those words on the paper. Does that make any sense? I will assume so, Miss Lolita. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to get to the thank it's you. Okay, so sweetheart. I love Go it. Enjoy. I, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Good, sweetheart. Go enjoy your retreat. All right, guys, we got three minutes. Anybody else before I hand it off? Hey, Tara. Hi, sweetheart. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's Kate. Hi, Kate. Okay, I feel like I could listen to you all day, and I love this so much. So, yeah, and I don't have a specific question that you could probably answer in three minutes, but I'm curious. I feel like sometimes, some nights, I will wake up in the morning and I have such vivid, vivid, clear dreams and other times like nothing. So is there a way that we can make ourselves dream at night? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I'm going to cover that in one segment too, because that's a whole segment on itself. It actually um, includes a little bit of feng shui. It's, it's really about your environment. So I'll give you, um, I'll give you a couple of them before we close out the room because I do want to honor the next one. But uh, so keeping your environment clean, keeping it quiet. So put away your phone. I put my phone off. I turn it off at 11 o'clock. Sometimes I pop back on it. That. But remove the electronics from the room. Make sure the room is quiet. Make sure it is dark. Um, make sure the kids are in bed and really start to unwind, whether that's through a book. Maybe you want to read a book until you start falling asleep. Maybe you want to write a declaration. People write down their intentions. I like the word declaration. The, the founding fathers didn't write, you know, the uh, intention of independence. They wrote the declaration of independence. It's so you asking the universe, God, source, divine, spirit, whatever it is, um, what it wants from you not what you want. And I think a lot of people do that. They, they pray before they go to sleep and they ask their, you know, for their dreams to come up with what they want to be shown in their dreams. Ask the universe what it wants from you and it will show you. But it's to be in a quiet space, somewhere dark, somewhere quiet and just calm. So I'm gonna cover certain things next week where I can create the perfect space for you to fall asleep so that you can remember. Awesome, thank you. Amazing, all right guys. This has been pretty short, but I like it. Uh, today has been phenomenal. I don't know how many people have been here. I see a lot of faces that have been here all day. Today has been incredible. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.